This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, how to get white shit by doing black shit. Also, success ain't white, so ignore that first sentence, but you get what I was trying to say. Black bodies, black spaces, and safe space are several phrases that we'll use during our Afropunk recap, but we promise it's important, so deal with it. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. All right, I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready to do a podcast. To do a podcast. Okay, let's Brandon, do a podcast. Brandon, are we recording? Yeah. All right, yo. He said that already. All right, you know I have to hear it again. I like to repeat things. Well, welcome to Tea, tea with, with Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Ew. Well, that was good. That was. That was good. That was good. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. My whole body hurts. Like all of it. Parts of my body I didn't remember I had crevices everything hurts well you want to be in fucking marsh pits with kids i didn't know so it happens yeah i i had kids bodies are literally made to be thrown around i guess i guess i had vetoed that whole movement and then i got there i was like they jumping i know (laughs) she's like can you hold my bag (laughs) she's the only fucking friend i have who asked me to hold her bag she could jump around in marsh pits it was important it was important to do i've held my friends back for other reasons for actual fights right (laughs) for like other things that's what that was it was a black joy fight hold my bag a black mosh pit is a black joy fight girl you can hold my bag i got a mosh real quick (laughs) i was like this is not one of the black girl sentences i'm used to anyway it felt amazing right now my whole body my whole body hurts but anyway yeah so we went to afropunk yesterday so that's that if you want to follow the conversation being had on this podcast be sure to use the hashtag t with qj on all social media we retweet that shit we read whatever you tweet or whatever you post about it we share it it helps that you can have conversations with other people who are talking about this podcast and we can keep track of that shit yo yes yes and yes also you can use the hashtag podin that's p-o-d-i-n and that lets other people who are not listening to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast know about our podcast. So please share with your friends, share with the community of podcasters who uses Pod In and teach people about Tea with Queen and Jay. Yes, Spread I like word. that. Yes. This episode is a Spotted Tea episode. Our Spotted Tea episodes are free form. We do not have segments. We just talk into the mic and you listen. That's right. Helps us get it done every week. Yeah. Let's get into some libations. Do you want to tell the people what libations are? Libations are when we show black joy. And when not not when we show black joy, when we show our gratefulness for black joy that's in the world, the people, places and things that give us black joy, we pour libations for. Um, you know, that's what libations are. That's you right. have libations? Uh, I do. I want to pour some out. For my home is there you go you did it full circle thank you thank you pouring libations i want to pour a libation out for friends who know how to ride okay? okay because i feel like sometimes um and it happens in see in the street new york is a pedestrian city so yes. oftentimes And I think any urban city that's like a pedestrian city where people are walking about or taking public transportation or whatever, 
the instances, the opportunities for like misogyny, whether it be catcalling yeah. or opportunities for racism, like yeah. just random interactions or people bumping into you or just general high traffic shit. Yeah. Um, opportunities for that shit are high. And so it's important that you're with, when you're with your girls or whoever you're hanging out with or whatever, that everybody knows how to ride. Oh, so that you everybody mean, knows uh, how to move. Where my girls at? From the front, front to back. back. And if you're feeling that, that. <laughs> put one hand up. Can you repeat that? Those yes. types of bitches. Yeah, right? those type of bitches. Those type of bitches or your niggas or whoever uh-huh. in between all of that shit or on the outside, all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Because I have been with people in my younger days where some shit pops off and not everybody knows how to move. Right? Girl. So, yeah. It's been delightful now in uh, my mature age yes to be walking around with people who know that when a guy is screaming and yelling at me that when i turn around and curse him out they also turn around and curse as well i the last time that happened to me well it was the most memorable but it's not, yeah. it's not the last time but it, it sticks out because these were like internet friends but yes. we all had the same like mode of thinking mm-hmm. and this guy said I think he gave me a compliment as I was walking by and I said, thank you. And I kept walking. And then he said something like, I can't do such and such. And I was like, no, like I can't, I don't know. You can't stop and talk something ridiculous. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no. And then he started barking and we all turned around and I said, I said, hello, what more do you want? And my friends were like, she didn't have to say hello. Yeah. Nobody owes you a hello, whatever. So just like that kind of like asserting of our personhood and our right to exist, yeah, so libations, yo, to everybody who knows how to ride, to all the uh, liberated baddies. You haven't ha- always had friends like friends. that? Um, no, I haven't. I haven't, but also, I mean, I, I also have never been this liberated. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't. No, I have not. Gotcha. I've always I had yelling in the street ass friends. Good. I come from a yelling in the street ass family, so that's mm-hmm. probably just... Like why? Right, 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 yeah. right, 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 or in places in life that I want to be. Right. So I started doing that again yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, I got my, like I'm feeling it again. Like mm-hmm. my shoulders are moving. Like, Good. oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. I got to, you know. Like, so um, I just want to put poor libations to Happy Black Woman Podcast, which mm-hmm. I hadn't listened to in like a year. Mm-hmm. And then I've always listened to my Leaks podcast, but she was on maternity leave. So she's starting to do some again. Mm. So that's happening. So I, I like hearing um, those women in particular talk about business because they don't really talk about it in the way that white men do or mm-hmm. the way people who are hugely about capitalism do. These women make money. They're right. rich off of what they do, but they don't present it in that way. Okay. Um, it's because of my leak that I decided to start shipping out my laundry because she's like, it's okay for you to allocate that to someone else it's mm-hmm. fine you know like just this, this hearing other black women say things like that like oh it's right. okay i don't fucking have to be this domestic someone else could wash these fucking dishes mm-hmm. and not feel af- like i am 
um, wrong for doing those things. Sure. So, you know, just stuff like that. So yeah. it's just, I'm just like happy what, to be in the swing of that again. What do you think is the difference between um, black women talking about that stuff and like the white guys in business podcasting about it? Because the white it? guys in business who talk about it, they don't, their lives don't sound anything like mine. Mm-hmm. So these women have different lived experience also, but it's closer to mine because they are black women. And these um, things, they're, they'll talk about when... Um, being in college and some professor said this like some st- things that we can relate to right. and how that affected them and how that affected to like change the way they think be it positive or negative and you know all of that kind of stuff um so i really enjoy listening to them so it's it's um and then honestly hearing them speak like mm-hmm. just taking them audibly and how they sound like saying things that I would say or like girl the way I would say it and all of those things just makes it sound like it's for me more Mm. but happy black woman she speaks very like she it's business stuff but she uses words like manifest and like all of these words that sound that touch me better than saying like I don't know your financial goal. You know, like just mm-hmm. it, the language just sounds a lot more achievable accessible. and a lot more accessible mm-hmm. and a lot more relatable. Mm-hmm. So I'm back on those podcasts again. Nice, and, um, you know, feeling like a bad bitch. Well, I always feel like a bad yeah. bitch, but feel like a business bad bitch. Okay, um, yeah. One of my affirmations is influenced by Happy Black Women podcast, but I'll say that later. Okay, that's what's up, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Usually, a year after you listen to one of those podcasts, then I'll I'll get on and start listening to a few. <laughs> so, um, so yeah in like a year or so then i'll hop on to one of those i'm not into self-help too much i have to like pop in and out of those like mm-hmm. go in get what i need and then like pop out yeah. but that's what's up yo mm-hmm. i support that libation donations yes to tea with queen and jade you want to tell people how and why we need them to donate to our podcast and i will okay the reason why we ask for donations is to help sustain this podcast help with the progress of this podcast all money donated to us is used for the podcast we yep. reinvest that money into the growth of tea into the growth of tea with queen and jay mm-hmm. and the way that you can donate to us is by going to our website tea with queen and scroll down on the home page and there is where we give you two options two options to donate our first option is our paypal option and that is where you can drop however much you want in a collection plate there is no commitment there but then we have our Patreon, and that's what we ask for a little more commitment. We are asking all of our listeners, every single last one of you, everybody, motherfuckers, to give us at least, no, to give us $2 a month. Two! We're only asking for two. You could give more or less if you need. That's right. You could give us a dollar a month if you needed to. Yeah, if you needed mm-hmm. to. But we're asking for $2 a month if every listener, it's everybody, th- it's thousands of y'all. If yeah, every listener, is it's thousands of y'all, okay? We that's see the true. numbers. Mm-hmm. every single one of y'all gave us two dollars a month two like jay and i could like take over the podcasting world yeah we could maybe hire some help <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so those are the two day two yeah. ways you can donate mm-hmm. jay do we have any donation libations we do have donation libations this week we got new patreon subscribers okay um our patrons this week are feminist fatale hey what's popping thank you so much yeah they up their donation yes thank they up their donation you. thank you and also we got another subscriber uh dead bench <laughs> so thank you so much and i need to you. know why your name is that can you tell us why your yeah, tell us. That. Tell us. We're curious. Thank you for having a cool and fun uh, tag name. Yeah. We appreciate you. We also got a PayPal donation from Dominique. And Dominique says, here's my first installment. 
Thanks for providing me with a safe black as fuck place. That's right. You're welcome. You're welcome thank you for the donation. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate you and everybody else, yo. And there are a lot of ways to support this podcast. Yes. We do appreciate your monetary donations, but you can also break us off with a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate that shit. We read them here on the show. Um, sharing the podcast with anybody, anything you could do. Yeah, using our hashtags. Yep. All of those are ways that you are contributing giving a donation that's to right. our growth that's so right. we welcome that as well yeah yeah tweeting about that shit so that we can retweet it it's can you imagine helpful. if every all thousands of listeners if all of them tweeted or facebooked or instagrammed us yeah people uh that's would know that's a lot this. of fun right and we need the word spread because the more people listen to this podcast the more we can do with the podcast and with what we want to do and also we're out here trying to liberate motherfuckers and yeah, and when and we say that that starts with ourselves I, yeah because we want to quit our jobs at some point well that too i didn't mean that so I directly do. but I do. yes that should too um, we do want we do talk about it all the time we do want to quit our jobs but Honestly, when I say liberation, I mean like liberating us as womanist race nerds, as black femmes, as fucking like free ass, black ass people. And imagine how freely we could provide that if we didn't have to work jobs. Yo, honestly, (laughs) yeah, if we didn't have to work jobs, we would have time to do all the shit that we want to do. Yeah. You know? Um, Should we just get into the show? We just like... Baby, 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 please. <laughs> yeah, that got awkward. That got awkward. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking a pineapple starfruit ginger tea. Look at that. I brought it in the store. It okay. said it's for cleansing. It's nice. only five calories. I'm not a calorie counter. I'm just reading what's on the bottle. And it actually tastes good. It tastes like tea. I don't like when I buy tea drinks that taste like juice. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, this tastes like tea. I like when something is what it is. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, no, sometimes I like surprises. But this tastes like tea, and I appreciate this drink tasting like tea. All right, well, good shit. You are drinking tea for the both of us. This is our <laughs> overnight, so I'm drinking Jay coffee. Jay is drinking yeah, drink, caffeinated coffee. That's right. I drink coffee on our all-nighters just so I can help, you know, get yeah, this done. Yeah, because we have to be up all night. Since so. we still work. We be... Wait, I'm about to <laughs> sing a song, and I messed it up. Okay. <laughs> we be all night. There we go. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, but all right, she so. was having fun. We, <laughs> <laughs> we'd be all night editing. Oh, yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, it's uh, not. Uh, what are your pronouns? Oh, my pronouns are she and her. What are your pronouns, Jay? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? All right, y'all. So I'm affirming, as always, that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I am enough. And I am affirming this affirmation was actually... Um, given to me by i can't remember her name but she's the host of the happy black woman podcast yes and i affirm that i'll be honest going forward about wanting to make money it's fine if you want your endeavors to provide for you financially and i think that a lot of people who are i don't know their passion is also aligned with um what can make the money Mm -hmm. they always try to like kind of like act like I'm not in it for the money mm-hmm. and da-da-da, you know trying to separate themselves for that right. but it's fine to want money for what you do there's nothing course. wrong with that it's okay you can be honest and say that mm-hmm. yes I want this podcast to, pu- to pay for my bills mm-hmm. at some point like it's okay for me to be honest about that so I'm trying to be more honest about that honest about going for it when it comes to my money like my expectation is money like 
we talk about all the time about not doing free labor mm-hmm. and i'm not doing free labor no more so mm-hmm. show me the fucking money okay and i affirm that you will show me the fucking money okay get that guacamole <laughs> all right i support that what do you affirm for yourself jay i affirm as always that i'm not a lady i affirm that i am enough i affirm that i'm cute i was not i have not been feeling cute lately honestly um i said that that's why i started this um why haven't i been feeling cute i sometimes i go through phases in my life where i don't feel cute Mm -hmm. but things that help me are um, do you need new hair i know i need new hair when i don't feel cute no i've been enjoying my little hair situation but yes i am about to take this hair out Mm -hmm. i'm about to be in transition so there's that I think that sex is a part of, I don't know if I can call that self-care. Is that self, well, it is something that I do. Why couldn't sex be self-care? Because I feel like it involves another person. So I wonder, is that self-care? Sex doesn't always involve another person. And I don't think, I I think it's still self-care if it involves other people. You hanging out with your homegirls is self-care. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yes, you're right. So sex is a part of my self-care routine. And my routine has been thrown a little bit out of whack. Because fuckboys. Right. A little bit of a fuckboy situation. Yeah, so I'm not getting my regular sex. I'm not getting as much sex as I'm used to. And yeah, that affects how I feel a little bit overall. You know? I feel... I like getting naked with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I like getting naked and we're being like, oh, we like this bodies. We like we like what's happening here. Let's mm-hmm. Let's have sex. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so I haven't been feeling super cute. Mm-hmm. It happens. I guess. I guess. It's funny because I I like to still move like I feel cute. You know what I'm saying? As you always should. Yeah, and I don't like to... Honestly, I don't even really like to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it because... I feel like a part of what we do here is like sharing like our reality. Yeah. You know, and that's what helps us to liberate ourselves and to liberate one another. So I'm sharing here in this space that like, even though, because I would never write this in a Facebook post, but I'm just not that person. But even though. I'm glad you don't. Yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll say it here. This is one of those Facebook posts. Sometimes, even when I say that I feel really strong, that really inside, I feel, I don't feel cute. Why is that but the voice? That's because that's how I read it when I see those posts on Facebook. I just want y'all to know that's oh what I'm reading. That's, when y'all when y'all bear your soul on Facebook, that's how I'm reading it because I'm a bad person. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I'm saying it here. Yes, I have, no, I haven't been feeling cute for like a week or two. So, mm. I mean, that is initially why I put it in the affirmation, but then I was feeling cute again, but now it's still here and, and I'm back around. I don't really feel cute. <laughs> I so. think it's okay for you to not always feel cute. I don't always yeah. feel cute. And when I don't feel cute, I'll be like, oh, well, I know I'm cute. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, I might not feel cute, uh-huh. but I'm still cute. It's the same face. Oh, God. The same body. I don't think we're having the same issue. The same- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, though. I don't know. That's not. I feel like I could get past that. I no. think I'm a little more photosynthesis when it comes to, like, What do you mean? Explain my cute. science. Okay. So, photosynthesis, you know, that's how plants eat. Okay. So... The way the reason why plant cells is different from animal cells is that animal cells need to eat something outside of itself to get its nourishment. Okay. Whereas the plant cells generally they 
they make their own food. Okay. So they just need the sunlight, the water, whatever, and they make whatever they need. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm pretty photosynthesis with that. Like, you know what? I'm going to take this and this, and then I'm going to make it, mm-hmm. and now I'm cute. And you're probably more like animal cell, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I need these outside kind of things to eat and mm-hmm. then i feel nourished and it's like yeah bad bitch you know what i mean like yeah i don't like how that sounds different ways to get I fulfilled what you're saying okay okay yeah okay it's fine you're an animal cell you're yeah. mad animal cells you have to eat things i get it i don't like it though and that's also something i need to overcome yeah i'm about to say <laughs> <sighs> it's fine people get their source for fulfillment energy and stuff from different spaces yeah. none of them are right or wrong that's mm-hmm. why when people have those introvert extrovert arguments. I'm like, shut up! It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. As long as you get to refill that energy, right? Good, fine. Like, yes. what the fuck? You want to die? Yeah, I do feed energy off. Of you want to die though. and like not be nourished? No, you don't. Right. So you get that right. energy however you you need it. Mm-hmm. However your body is made to get that, get it. Like, what yeah. the fuck? I don't get it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we're affirmed. <laughs> Let's. I like how I was like, I hate my whole face. And you was like, when I hate my face, I just look at my face and be like, that's a great face. I do. No, thanks. <laughs> you know when I'm depressed, I like, I be looking like a bad bitch. Thank you. Thanks so much. We I just do it, it different. It's I fine. It. No, I, I do that too. But I really be like, ugh, this face, yo. Oh. I be like, oh, shit. Look at that. Oh, I put on the eyelashes. Oh, shit. Look at that. See, I knew you was a bad bitch. <laughs> that's how I be for me. Okay. <laughs> Um, thank you question mark <laughs> but this, this is why i'm not a therapist right, this, this, is made why, about this me. is why that's okay that's okay we're gonna bring it back to my affirmation and i affirm that i am cute no because i am fucking cute you are cute i'm adorable, adorable and uh, i don't have to be perfect in all the ways that i think perfect is supposed to be yeah to actually be cute and adorable exactly and uh, yeah mm-hmm. and i will um have more sex soon you will you know mm-hmm. the other problem is i don't be liking people but anyway that's another thing my the rest of my affirmations i'm financially stable and abundantly healthy and wealthy yes so there is that yo yeah so speaking of our introvert extrovert energies yeah jay was running around new york city going to every fucking event i was i didn't realize that was out there in, this, in, in the world like a week's time yeah it's like event here event there i'm there uh, and i was like i'm home <laughs> yes yeah so i had a good week of running around and doing shit um this is all leading up to our afropunk weekend yeah. so it was like a busy busy time i went to colored girl hustle marketplace and that was held at the new women's space which we love we love and appreciate that yeah. space mm-hmm. it's fucking a safe space. It's intentionally safe. Intentionally safe. The way that they set up shit is all the rules and guidelines are to make this a safe space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we love it there. And we know that because we went there and we took the training and shit yeah. like that. And we like how they lay everything out. Mm-hmm. So libations to new women's space. And libations to color, color Girl Hustle Marketplace. It was all women of color, uh, vendors, and uh, all kinds of cool and dope shit. Did yeah. you buy stuff? I did. I bought... What did I buy? I bought a pair of earrings from Zinga Zhao, mm-hmm. our homegirl was there. Yeah. I bought uh vegan food when I got there. I bought some to go when I left. That was delicious. <laughs> For I'm gonna mention She was things. like lunch, dinner. Yeah, time to go. Where's my to go plate? <laughs> if I mention 
anything that sounds interesting to you, I did an Instagram story of that and we saved it in and our I'll pay, pay black, black women highlight highlight reel. Yeah. So you can check that out on Instagram. All the vendors who were there that day are in that story, mm-hmm. except for there was someone, there was a woman there who did like crochet pieces. So yeah. if anybody who knows who that is, feel free to send us that information and we'll shout that, them out. I happen to, I missed her, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, so all the other businesses are in there i bought earrings i bought buttons and pins and shit Mm -hmm. what else did i get there's all type of shit there everything you needed somebody was there doing manicures somebody was there selling nail polish that was like chemical free and shit that's cool there was um somebody doing like vintage pieces there were candles and all type of body shit. I bought some sage, mm-hmm. which I also should now buy a fire extinguisher for. Oh, gosh. Yes, I need a fire extinguisher in my apartment. Somebody could send me one of those if you want. But, yeah, just a little knickknackery. Mm-hmm. Little knickknackery to make me happy. I couldn't buy any candles because I don't have a fire extinguisher. So, <laughs> I tried to keep it light. Oh, gosh. Are they having doing? more of these? Right, yes. So, these are because so I went to the last one for the summer. This is coming back starting fall, October 7th. Okay. And you can follow for more dates and information. You can follow at Color Girl Hustle on Instagram. So, it's at C Girl Hustle on Instagram. And of, as always, we have it in the show notes. Absolutely. So you can go there and see when the next Absolutely. marketplace And is. the good thing about this is, again, being in a safe, comfortable space. Yeah. So it wasn't just like, oh, here, come and buy a bunch of shit. It was like, come walk around. You could talk to people. You could hang out. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good That's and cozy. Cool. Speaking of... And then you went to... And then... Speaking of not safe, the same day, but. not the same day. Speaking <laughs> of safe, comfortable space, I went to the Futuro Digital Conference, and that was put on by um, New York Latino Film Festival and the Driven Society. And I had a great fucking time. The homie Jonathan Mena from Loudspeakers Network, and he's our- retired. <laughs> <laughs> tired <laughs> and i wish you would stop saying that he keeps saying he that keeps saying that it's so ridiculous <laughs> and um our homegirl from bag ladies podcast as stephanie as stephanie they were on a panel about podcasting and how to maintain a successful podcast so they both did an amazing job and offered offered a bunch of great information um another thing though about congregating so this was a one-day conference yeah that happened it was midweek um but it was happening during the new york latino film festival i think it was I don't know if it was the day that kicked it all off or whatever, but it was a full day long event and they had um, different, they had, there was like a panel on like being an influencer. There was a panel on driving your content and having amazing content and Mm -hmm. how to keep that and maintain that and you know what that means. And it was just all different type of stuff. And I think the piece that made it, work for me kind of back to what you were talking about earlier and the reasons why you listen to black women in podcasting uh-huh. is because the perspective that black women are speaking from it's like they know your journey yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so when they say oh this is where i was and this is where i am and this is where i'm going even if you're not from the same place yeah these are people who have voices like you yeah. who've had experiences mm-hmm. like you um and so being in this space with and i'm not afro latino but there were black women on these panels talking there were black folks on these panels talking who were afro latino whatever hearing them talk and say stuff like as influencers and as people who are entrepreneurs hearing them talk and say stuff like you need to get your rest yeah you know what i'm saying like that's important that kept coming up um 
Coco and Breezy were there and they said that team no sleep is not cute. It's not. And I think that so many times in the entrepreneurial space, Mm -hmm. we hear people say, oh, well, you got to keep grinding. You got to keep hustling. You got to keep going. And I think that there's a way it reminded me in that moment because a few of them had said that and it was nice to hear young people Mm -hmm. who are making their own money, paving their own way, figuring their own shit out and trying to like capitalize off of themselves and their talent and shit like that. It was good to hear them speak in ways that were authentic to them Mm -hmm. and authentic to our experiences as people of color. Yes. Because it reminded me of Gary Vanderchuk. I don't know. He's one of these white guys. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying his Vanderchuk. last name. Yeah, Gary V. That's why he goes by Gary V. Vanderchuk. But he's what the fuck is that? I don't even know if that's right. So let's not make a mockery. I don't. I don't know. I'm making a mockery of Vanderchuk. Okay. Regardless of if it's his name or not, it's a silly ass word. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, he's like one of these like major like social media masters, entrepreneur that folks look up to or mm-hmm. whatever. And I read, I think I read two of his books and there were some good things in there. But one of the things that kept coming up is like the amount of sleep that you get. And yeah. like, okay, well, you only need four hours sleep. The rest of the time you can be doing this, that or whatever. There's enough time in the day to get all these things done. done. Pack it in. Sleep less. If you really believe in your that. dream, sleep less. I hate that. Or I hate the wake up five o'clock in the morning. You know, like, right. you got to be the early riser. Right. Yes, yes. And I, and I get it, like maximizing your day and all that shit. But as I was sitting in this room with people of color talking about how they do what they do and how they stay authentic to themselves and how they're able to be successful in operating in ways that are specific. This is, this is my, me putting my yeah. language on what I was mm-hmm. getting, but how they're able to operate in ways specific to people of color and still be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was very important. And also I was in a room with a bunch of black and brown bodies. You could just say people. No, because this is important to me to say bodies because I feel like black and brown bodies. We need our full rest. We need our full fucking eight hours because our awake time is not the same as white man's awake time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, The amount of stress and shit that we endure when we are awake, it requires more rest. We need more rest than fucking white people. Yeah. We need more fucking rest, yo. Even when we're resting, we can't fucking rest. You know no. what I'm saying? Yeah, there's studies that show that we don't we can't rest. We don't actually get to right. the same amount of sleep. Our sleep is not the same. Yes, it's not the same. We can't rest. We can't fully relax. It's never like, oh, all I need to do is get a full night's rest and then I'll wake up and be white and the world will treat me like a human and everything will be fine because we're not going to wake up and be white. No. We're going to wake up and we're going to be treated like garbage. Yeah, same oppression, different day. Yes, and it's how are we navigating that oppression. And I, and I know that I took this like way far, but I think in that moment you didn't i think that's exactly right what it is yes yes in that moment as a black woman who's been doing this and so this is us after having a podcast and like being in this for almost five years now mm-hmm. or whatever from the beginning where we just we didn't seek out white folks we would enter spaces with people of color and they yeah. would be talking about white people and like this is what this white man said try what this white man said this yeah. white man is the, is the freaking guru of whatever the fuck their language their words yeah um and so we were encountered with that and to come now almost five years later and and be able to go to an event that was featuring black women yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that had black women on the panel and it was refreshing. Yeah. And they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Coco and Breezy been, co- quote unquote, grinding for at least a decade now. And 
her their words were team no sleep it's not cute. yeah but you if know? you think about because i'm into language grinding mm-hmm. who wants to grind right. eventually you're worn out eventually it's worn of course so like that alone is just like we just need to get that word out right, of the right, vocab- right, right, out right, of the vocabulary right. when it comes to relating to your work mm-hmm. like i ain't grinding shit because mm-hmm. i don't want this to wear out <laughs> i don't want it to get to a point where it's nothing anymore right, you know what i'm saying right, so right, 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 we're right. good on that grinding shit no, we're good on that grinding shit my point was more that we can do these things in our own way and we yeah. don't have to we don't have to mirror um white success mm-hmm. to be successful even honestly because i was in a latinx space there were white people there there were black people there there were people in between Mm -hmm. you know there and the way that they would talk about things would be different yeah you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying if i was looking at a white latinx person if i was looking at somebody who was passing just enough or somebody who wasn't too dark the things that they would say about their experience were often specific to being able to walk around in the yeah. world a certain and way to con- confirm, yeah. conform yeah. easily right there was a podcast panel and someone was asking about different ways to generate money and advertising and the white man on the panel who makes white money in podcasting mm-hmm. he said well there's only five there's only five main companies there's only five main ad companies and you just you know if, if anything out there's nothing outside of that which is not the truth. It's not the truth. At all. It's not the truth. And if you are a person of color on the come up, it's a lot of different ways to get it. And mm-hmm. and I say this because we know that there are small there are smaller white podcasts. One of the facts about podcasting is that there are more white people and more white people tend to be interested in listening to other white people talk shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if we were two white women talking about God knows whatever the fuck white women talk about, more folks would be vaginas inclined. Vaginas and, 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 and wage gaps. We, white right. women love that. Yes, the vagina, wage gaps, confidence. If yeah. we were talking about <laughs> those three things, yeah. there would just be more people interested in listening to mm-hmm. us. That's just what it is. Yeah. And when you have a podcast that's hosted by people of color, people tend to think that that's for a niche audience. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that it's impossible to crack that. It's just just my path and a smaller white girl's path not a smaller white girl but <laughs> a sm- smaller another, podcast a smaller podcast hosted, hosted by, by white, women. white women our journeys are going to be vastly different a lot of times white women are smaller they than are smaller than me yes that's true. <laughs> they're going to be vastly because you're tall because i'm yeah, a tall person mm-hmm. it's just going to be a vastly different experience and so we find other ways to get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Had whoever asked whoever asked that question asked me, I could say, oh, well, you could try this. You could try that. We actually don't do this, but I know someone so who does, does this, this and that helps them generate revenue in this, that, or whatever. So even that was also the panel that Stephanie was on mm-hmm. and a lot of her answers were specific to walking around as a black woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting that... There's only five. Like, bitch. Yeah. It's That's like, annoying. it's annoying, but then it also shows how a lack of diversity. And of course, this is, you know, this is a white Latino guy. So there's an element of diversity there. But if you think about just the variety and the range of people were there, mm-hmm. if there wasn't, there were so many things that the black women on those, pa- black women specifically on every panel said, and it was like, oh shit, if she wasn't there, nobody, nobody would have said, said that this. shit. Yeah. The woman from Ain't I Latina, yeah. she hosted a um, panel. She hosted the panel on content creation. Yeah. And 
everybody was talking and saying stuff or whatever, but there were so many things that she brought up, not even specific to being a black woman, but just stuff about intersectionality in general that had she not said it, nobody would have said it. And there were things that she said that helped to redirect the whole conversation for everyone. And Mm -hmm. then everyone was like, oh shit, that's right. I forgot. And they they didn't say, oh, I forgot, but I could see Mm -hmm. you had forgot until she said it. And then Mm -hmm. she said it and it opens up a whole new conversation. So anyway, a lack of inclusion is expensive. It costs money. You lose dollars and shit like that when you don't include our voices. So it was nice to be in that space and see that what felt like diversity for me as an outsider, as somebody who's not Afro-Latino, I do know other i do know afro latinx people who were there who felt like it could have still like it still left yeah you know things to be desired Mm -hmm. but me as a black american woman in that space when i went and i I, what i saw was like okay all right there are black people here so this is you know what i'm saying there are afro latinos here they are present Mm -hmm. um so that was i enjoyed seeing that that doesn't mean that there's not a long way to go but it's but anyway al- there's always a long way to go yeah there's always a long way to go but so shout out to them and shout out to that event and, and libations shout out to, to team no sleep is not cute yeah team no sleep is not it cute is yo not, several of fuck them all on people who say that beyonce has the same amount of hours. you know all of that yeah shit, she doesn't she has mad she help, has mad help she has which a allows fucking for more staff. time she has a yeah. staff yeah that's why when my leak on her podcast was like look if you don't like cleaning and you don't want to do laundry mm-hmm. and you could spend your time doing something else and you can afford to outsource that that's a part of your team right mm-hmm. you know do that yeah and that's when i was like shit Oh my God, she's right. right. I'll just pay the extra right. whatever to mm-hmm. so I could use my time doing something I actually want to fucking do. Yeah. I hate being in a laundromat. I do, <laughs> I do too. I hate, you know, and I didn't see a ne- world around that. Yeah, yeah. we we were never. First of all, as black women, we are not supposed to outsource out housework because we're just mm-hmm. supposed to do that. And if you're outsourcing it, then it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You mm-hmm. know, like that's generally like mm-hmm. that standard right. or whatever. So there's that. And then it's like, I can actually pay someone to do this. Service. You know, it was mm-hmm. just so many things that just her saying that was like, oh, shit, I do have access to this. Yeah. And I can u- utilize all the 24 hours in different ways mm-hmm. if I have someone else do my laundry right right or even being a person of color helping you understand that it's a lot of different ways to get it yeah you know what i'm saying helping like me and stephanie watch this panel well she was on the panel but we talked about (laughs) it later on but see a lot of things that were said and be like "Mm, actually we could hit you off with 10 other ways to do this yeah it's a million different ways honestly to even answer that question mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying just because we had to yeah we had to figure that exactly. shit out it's an asset to be yourself and it's an asset to all the adversity that we have had to deal with and like engine that's innovation you know yes, what i'm saying like exactly. we had to be innovative as fuck that's but innovation. that is usually what like if you look at um social structures the people who are most innovative are usually ones who are the most marginalized Mm. the most depressed Mm -hmm. the poorest because you have to be right like you're literally every day trying to figure out an innovative way to survive Mm -hmm. you're going to be the most innovative person on the planet when you're hugely oppressed unfortunately but those are the people who should be in those spaces they're going to have all all the ideas and all the ways like there's a reason why motherfuckers are in prison and know how to fucking Make a lighter out of nothing. That's right. You just got to be innovative. Or a shiv. The necessary shiv. Mm-hmm. A shiv. It's not a... A shank. What the fuck? No, a shiv is a thing, too. I never heard that. That okay. sounds like some Irish white shit. 
<laughs> we talk about shanks over here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was a quote. Alan Maldonado, who gave the keynote um, there, he, he, he called, said, oh, okay, what? Sorry, go ahead. No, that's something else. Okay. He said, being yourself is your asset. It is. You know what I'm saying? So like walking into a space, people were asking him about how he navigates his Afro-Latinx identity and like being an actor and kind of juggles that whole thing and he's like i just am whoever i am when i walk in the space if i'm not if i'm not latino enough my last name is maldonado that's who i am yeah. i'm not black enough i just walked in here and i'm a black man that's, that's <laughs> yeah, who like, i am yeah. so like being yourself is your asset it was just it was just a good day I it like, was just he's nice a, he's a good actor yeah yeah he's a good actor and he gave like a great he gave a great talk and since we're talking about him somebody did rub me funny later in the day though this white woman um who was puerto rican but white as fuck physically presenting or whatever told me that she was trying to break down the stereotype of um puerto ricans being loud and ratchet because she's not like that um you want to go to a break (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like how do i tell this puerto rican ma'am i don't have time how do i tell her how racist this is yeah, I guess we can go to a break. That's what I did. I was like, I don't. I made it through this whole day. I'm not about to be the black American in here yelling at this white Puerto Rican girl. We're not. We're not doing that today. I would just take my drink and go somewhere else. But um, yeah. So what was that? Let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Do you know what this year is? Um, what's this year? Oh, well, it's 2018. But do you know what 2018 is all about? what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvwithqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. and we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. All right. Back to the shoot. And we're black. Back to Almost didn't Jay's do it. Uh, mixy ass week. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I had enough mixing around. And then we went to Afropunk, yo. Yes, we went to Afropunk. And I don't know, this year was different for me. I was not hugely excited about going. Okay. It is something I have been going to every year for the past, what, five six. or six years? I think it's been six. Yeah, about six years. So I, it's something I go to. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, for this year, for some reason, like usually I'm like, ooh, what's my Afro punk hair going to be? Mm-hmm. I wore an old wig that I just had. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's my Afro punk outfit was going to be? All those clothes was clothes that's just been in my closet. You know, it was mm-hmm. just like different. But it could also be because I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Six years is a long time to right. be going to an event and experience something. I've grown. Mm-hmm. Who, who says that the festival has grown the way I've grown and yeah. all those things? So I wasn't hugely excited. How about you? I am an excitable ass bitch. So I would not say that I was excited, but I knew that I was going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it. And I don't, I haven't really, honestly, this summer, I haven't felt like I had time to relax. Like even my relaxing is working. Like I went to a digital conference. I had a good time, but this was like, this is like work. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I went to Color Girls Hustle, but this is like pay black women. This is work. Mm-hmm. So I was looking, I look forward to a day to just focus on having fun and doing nothing. Yeah. I look forward to them shits like their fucking I schedule one rock a month, candy. One Saturday a month where I do nothing. Mm-hmm. I need it. Mm-hmm. That's what I do for myself. Yeah. I didn't even make it by myself. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I do one Saturday a Thank month you. where I don't do shit. Yeah, I have to find I have to find a space for that because my current life it doesn't allow for that. I don't. It I does. It. I don't think you make room for it. Okay. All right. I have to. I have to really think about that because mm-hmm. my do nothing days are like, oh, I have time to go through that closet now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those are my do nothing days. So I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But, but any. But I usually, you know what it is. I don't allow for it. But I will allow for it if I'm doing something with someone. You know what I'm saying? If I'm like, okay, we're going to go and do this thing. We're going to go and do that thing. Or I'll make time for myself to like go and see a movie or small things like that. Uh-huh. But personally, I don't feel good. It, that, that's the other thing. It doesn't make me feel good when I like, okay, today I'm not going to do anything. That doesn't make me feel good. If it happens like by accident, yeah, I don't, that doesn't recharge me. So okay. if it happens by accident, like, oh, I'm in here, you know, I'll get up and clean a little something and I'll lay down and watch. Oh, okay. I'll binge watch something. Then yeah, that's okay. But, but it's still to me, like I still haven't had like a summer yeah. like, vacation or whatever. So I was looking forward to Afropunk to like, I don't have to do anything, mm-hmm. but hang out with my homegirl, yeah. meet up with so-and-so, I'll run into whoever. So that stuff. So I wasn't really thinking of the larger, like, oh, who's going to perform and like Afropunk, Afropunk. It was more like, oh, okay, I could just chill and it'll be black people there and I'll be safe. Yeah. And that's, that's a good time. So I was looking forward to that shit. My sister came, which was awesome. This was her first Afropunk. And I think for people who, who have never been before and who have life obligations, yo, my sister has mad kids. She has stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. She has a fucking husband. That shit sounds annoying every day. It sounds sound like a lot, yo. It's mm-hmm. fucking a lot. Yeah. So, um, he's great. Husbands are still annoying. Hey, brother-in-law. He's awesome. Husbands um, are still annoying. Even yeah. Great. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, it was nice for her to be able to come to Afropunk. They came here from... She's, we're from New York, from the Bronx, but she lives in Charlotte now. So, they mm-hmm. came here from Charlotte. And they both had a good time. Yeah. And she was excited to see all the things that we have been blessed to see throughout the years. Yes. of like seeing thousands of people out there body part. It'd be thousands 30, of thousands, black people. Thousands of black people Looking of all different sizes. Shit. All different sizes, Look, all different the, abilities. Fly as shit. Everybody's out there looking like a fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's beautiful. Yep. You see that you literally see that blackness is not a monolith yes. when you're at Afropunk. Yes. Like you visually literally right. see that shit. Right. It's a it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know? So to see that 
and to see it through her eyes through somebody who's never seen it before mm-hmm. to, for someone someone who my sister is larger than me someone who identifies as fat or who has identified as fat uh-huh. to see other people comfortable in their skin that was like sorry it's making me emotional because mm-hmm. sorry we've talked about this before but my sister has cancer and she's alive and she's okay right now and she's not in remission but she is um her cancer is like undetectable mm-hmm. or whatever so yeah. she's doing okay but she might not have been able to see that mm-hmm. you know yeah it's people who live their whole life black people in particular who don't get to see us in person in the flesh it's cute to see it on instagram yeah but to like actually live that experience yeah Yeah, that's important Mm -hmm. that matters so while i see it all the time Mm -hmm. you know even it don't have to be afropunk like we walk around many of us we've even created spaces right we've created safe spaces we've done that but many of us who show up who are from new york who show up to afropunk looking like afropunk many of us look like that on a monday tuesday wednesday Mm -hmm. thursday friday you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so like this is not it's not um something that's so like spectacular for a lot of us so it was nice to like see it through somebody's fresh Mm-hmm. eyes who was like feeling liberated and, and shit. i think that's something that a lot of people who have gone to afropunk throughout the they years forget. take for granted um is that it's like a um what do they call it kind of like a visual kind of it's like a visual kind of activism so it's like oh it's image activism yes yeah, image activism yeah. to just just see that and right. like to live that experience there are people who fly to afropunk from little towns who don't ever get to see blackness right. in these many different ways right. and afropunk is that space that provides them to be able to do that and yeah. live that and then you know go back to whatever boring ass town where there's only four other black people and those four black people really want to conform to mm-hmm. white supremacy mm-hmm. so they're probably the only black person right. in that town and afropunk kind of provides that space and so that's, that's why i that's get valuable. that's why i get upset when people you could grow up and change your mind or whatever but like when it's like the afropunk is whack or like the afropunk right. is that's not punk. And when that language right. happens, it gets on my nerves because it, the space still provides so much for black people who do not right. have it. And a lot of New Yorkers who are, take that for granted. Yeah. Black mm-hmm. New Yorkers who have, like us, who have gone to Afropunk for years mm-hmm. can easily forget that and take that for granted. That right. the first time a black person probably has seen blackness in that way mm-hmm. and that freely. Mm-hmm. Is that Afropunk? Right. And then, you know, you want to kind of just say, oh, well, there, that's whack. And mm-hmm. capitalism. And blah, 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 right. That's not punk. And right. it's just like, right. you know, people forget that. Yeah, piece it's of a it. lot of, and it's, there's a lot of valid critique floating around Afropunk. Of course. But I think that it's so important to remember that there are people who don't have space yes there are people who at don't all. have space at all for anything at there all. are people i was listening to the black guy who tips and he was talking about i think I, i'm always listening to that podcast i was, about so to, I was, I I was just about was to that. say you're always listening to that yeah podcast. i think it was i think it was the rod and them but um we're talking about kind of how Issa on insecure how she's so quiet at work yes it was that takes, i listened to that episode. yes okay yes. How, how like she seems to put up with so much, much at work fit, yeah and that for me thankfully is a life that i don't have to live at my current job because i just really go there to you know type in answer the phone type my types and get my check right mm-hmm. 
Um, and when I have something to say, I say it. Yeah. And, and I resist that work and I get punished for it. But that's mm-hmm. what I do. And everyone yeah. knows that's what I'm going to do. There are people who can't do that at all. There are people who can't live like there was something that happened at work that was giving me anxiety the whole weekend. And the only difference was doing what somebody asked me to do or not doing it. Mm hmm. And you know what? I wouldn't feel anxiety. I wouldn't feel oppressed if I just didn't do it. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many people who are living in an anxiety or living oppressed because they don't have the freedom to say, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Or maybe they do have the freedom and they don't know how to tap into that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like that's space. Yeah. That's, we spend so much time at work or in their weekend, there were people, I overheard a conversation there couple was talking and one of them said oh yeah I, I remember you told me to get that hat but I was thinking where would I wear that how would I and this yeah. is like something that you want this is an, a, a, an opportunity for self-expression any time of the week yeah. when I feel like and this is another this is a privilege that I have but when I feel like putting glitter on my face to go to work I do that Jay does it when I feel depressed and I need to like show my ass to like like how we talked about dressing up when you feel depressed yeah, if i need to put glitter on my face i live in new york city people see all type of shit on the train i don't feel no type of way about putting glitter yeah. across oh. my fucking forehead mm. or wherever the fuck i need it to be yes and going to work and people being like oh that's nice or ignoring me entirely yeah. or whatever that's space yeah you know like, what i'm saying I, when you say that i think about like my piercings with have my nose pierced and i have right. my lip pierced mm-hmm. and I'm able to be at work and have these piercings in my right. face, but there are people who like can't. There's never any space. There's never any space to just like this is my face. I could put holes in yeah. it all I want, yeah. but no, you really can't because no. you might not get the job yeah. you want, or you know, yeah. it might not be in the dress yeah. code. And, stuff. and it's people who don't have space on their time off. They don't have space. Yeah, on their time off, they have to be a certain person. They have to live a certain way. On their time off, they're trying to navigate their small town where everybody knows everybody, and they especially know that family because it's only seven black people in the whole town, and it's their family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's space. And so for people to travel and a part of this space that is provided by Afropunk, an organization name, a part of that space is created by the people. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. we still, we go there and we conduct ourselves a certain way within that space. And it's not always perfect and people still suffer, but a lot of people also find space. And the probability of suffering is lower than when you're just regular navigating this of course as well you know course. it's the world we want it's yes. the world that we actually yes. fucking and that in. suffering needs to be discussed yes it will um, be it will be discussed this is tea with queen and jay, with queen and jay. It will we be. will discuss that shit but also it's important to me to acknowledge that space yeah you know that's that's how i kind of see afropunk like now right. and why it's still necessary mm-hmm. even with we'll we'll talk about some faulty things but it's 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 kind of like a lot of our relationships were like Barack Obama. Like he still right. was the president of the United States. We right. still know the United States is this fucked up ass place. Mm-hmm. We still know that um, he represents this white supremacist, patriarchal, right. capitalistic ass country. Mm-hmm. But we still love them as a president because we those of us who did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those of us who did was because of he like was the an image. image act- that was image activism. If you think about, let's not forget. People like to forget that most of us who voted in an election 
if you were there i wasn't born yet but anyway for those of us who voted in an election before obama right mm-hmm. for oh, those of us who voted that then or, or those of y'all anyway who <laughs> voted then okay uh, obama was not her first election Let's there was a you know some there was a world there was a world in which we could not fathom a black the concept of a, it was a joke it was a fucking joke it's nobody not. could imagine it from our elders to us the only motherfuckers who imagined that shit were him and his team who were like i'm about to run for president yeah. mm-hmm. you, you understand what i'm saying so yes. like and then it happens and then we all act like that was normal like that was yeah no we didn't think it was possible and now that doesn't mean we yes we're fully aware this is tv queen and jay we are yeah, fully, fully aware, aware that those same white people that voted him in many of them turned around and voted for trump yes. we are fully aware of that shit but the image activism of my nephews being able to live being living in a world and being children in an era where a black man was president that means something yes that means something and it 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 affects our cultural self-esteem and what we think is possible and what we think we can be and who's in charge and who can be in charge and what power can look like most of us most of us operate in familiarity Mm -hmm. and you go where you see yourself that's how the majority of us work only very few of us are like i don't see myself there but i still want to be in that space so it makes sense for us to keep creating these spaces and keep creating this image activist thing amongst us to help with self-esteem to Mm -hmm. help with more of us being in those spaces you know like i remember being in when i was um in undergrad being the only fucking black girl in all of these fucking science and math classes Mm -hmm. literally the only black girl and feeling like "Mm, you know i study by myself you Mm -hmm. know like just because these other people i just do not relate to and then i'm not the um respectable black girl either i talk like this my nose are going to be long my hairstyle is going to change every right. week and i'm like i look like visually what mm-hmm. television says is kind of like the mock you know the ghetto black girl the ghetto you know? black girl who who shouldn't be should smart enough to be not in that only classroom. not only that but also should be hidden yeah should yes. be hidden there are black people who don't want to see you anywhere yeah who want you to hide because you do not fit into the standard of what white people says a person is supposed to be yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. there are black people who want the face of black people to be white people painted brown the image activism that Mm -hmm. afro Afro punk provides for black bodies (laughs) black and brown bodies (laughs) the black intelligentsia anyway it's still still very important right very relevant and if you've grown out of needing that good for you but don't but don't rain on the parade of the people who still need that space for right. that you know right but right. i'm seeing a lot of y'all doing so some of the challenges yes some of the challenges with afropunk so so we, yes i'm gonna start from the top okay the tip top to top. From the top jay tip and to i and the vip section yes because like sometimes be very important i guess okay capitalism says so, so that vip section is not um, very important i don't even believe in vip we we but, like to have but a nice, capitalism a nice clean bathroom. i like it because the bathroom and i don't do crowds it gives me a way to like right. step away it's helpful like, for that because yes, yeah. i literally sat my ass down the mm-hmm. whole time and yeah. didn't really move so that that was, was helpful. helpful so we're in there we're like let's you know walk around see what's happening in mm-hmm. here this is when we first got there first got there so um jay standing you aren't looking directly at it. I was mm-hmm. looking at it. 
and Jay's usually the question bitch. Mm-hmm. I'll just see shit and just be like, oh, damn. And we're like, go on with my life. And Jay's like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> you know, so I'm looking and I see that Jay. I'm like, why is Jay doing the Jay things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, Jay, um, the bar is called Old Jamaican. Mm-hmm. And all the bartenders are white. And that one has dreads. Yeah. And that one is wearing those they're wearing shirts with Jamaican colors. Yeah. What what, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Here? So I was taking it in. <laughs> I was taking it all in. So I guess Old Jamaica, maybe that's an alcohol company or some shit. I'm not sure, right? So the brand was called Old Jamaica and they had a bar set up in the, the VIP, VIP section. For the green All stage. of the bartenders, I wanna say it was six people back there. They were all white. Like white, white. All of them were white, white at the old Jamaica stand. Not even like ambiguous, like maybe. Oh no, no, no. White, white. White. White, white. And they all had t shirts on with Jamaican sayings on them. Yes. That to me is strange. One of them had locks. Yeah. I might have must have blocked that I out saw, of my mind. I I just was just like what is happening here? Right. Jay and I didn't buy drinks from that bar. No, we did not. So we did We did actually stand there for a good five yeah, minutes just wondering, all right, do I approach someone about this? Do I ask a question? Do How do I make this moment matter? You know what I'm saying? Do I hold somebody accountable right now? Because yeah. the problem... That, this is the problem? Okay. The problem is, what I would say is... A few things. So we're in this space that's Afropunk, right? We're in this space. We, act, we need this space. Yeah. Because of all the spaces that we're pushed out of. Yeah. So we have always seen white people at Afropunk. That's not a new thing. That's not a that's not an that, issue. I remember that white bitch from last year who had those Indian feathers on. Oh, she had the headdress? Yeah. We, that was a problem. I still regret. I, I was drugged, but I still regret not not being drugged. drugged. You were yeah, not drugged. We were laying down. No, I you drugged did myself. Drugs. I did drugs. I know. Don't but. start these <laughs> allegations. You did drugs. I did drugs and I couldn't I couldn't function. But so I blame myself. But it still haunts me that I did not approach that woman because that was that was a foul in the play. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, anyway, you're there, you're at this thing called Old Jamaica. You're wearing these t shirts that have sayings that black Jamaican people have coined. Yes. Right? Yes. Like Jamaican old Jamaican phrases you yeah. have on your t shirts, and it's all white people behind this bar. Yeah. Again, Black folks, we are marginalized people. We are looked at as some of the last options for hiring and shit like that. You, you, and this bar is staffed by all, all white, white people, people this weekend mm-hmm. at Afro. You didn't think to get black people there. You didn't no. even think to front. You know what I'm mix, saying? Mix it up, mix it up a little bit. So that was incredibly awkward. We did not um, purchase drinks no. at that bar ever, even though that was the that's Some where we were closest, closest to, to the whole time. Didn't. But yeah, I remember Jay was like. Should we say something? And I was like, we're trying to enjoy our weekend. Yeah. We're yeah. not working this weekend. <laughs> right. Let's right. try to enjoy our weekend. And Jay's like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Because I was all set and ready. Yeah. I was yeah. all set and ready. Because it, it was it was a little bit it was a little bit much. It was a little it bit. It was a lot of bit much. Right. Because <laughs> right now, right now, you are making money off of black culture and labor. Yes. Right? At a black, black event. Yes. And everyone we're not we're not talking about like this wasn't like people of color and mixed up. This was all white people yes. behind this bar. All of them. This behind the old Jamaica bar. Yeah. It was very strange and it made me uncomfortable, it made us uncomfortable. So there was that. So so now we're here with this like certain level of white presence. Yeah. Which can be uncomfortable. And which we've never had at Afropunk like that. Not in that way. And I've never seen no, it. No, we haven't. I've never seen mm-hmm. it like that. 
So then I don't know if this was the next day that I saw this. So that kind of that kind of like threw the vibe off yeah. a little bit of mm-hmm. day one for me. The next day I saw just talking about like white engagement in the space. There was a South Africa tent and I think it was a tourism tent. And you could go in there and get a little picture taken and do all the stuff or whatever. But I think they were promoting um, South African tourism and there were white people managing that station maybe two or three was a large tent okay all right whatever no um one of the white women there was painting faces i didn't know the extent of this tent now that you're saying this i'm getting angry okay yeah because we know about how wealth is distributed in south africa yeah we know that white people are a minority in south africa Mm -hmm. and you have a travel thing with just white south africans yeah and you're okay with that afropunk like you can't say well yes you can come but we need you to have black people there like what the fuck is wrong with them i'm getting really angry right now so yes you can have those companies because i understand Mm -hmm. capitalism you want your coins i want you to get your coins because i want mine too but you could say to them okay you can be here but you have to have black people Mm -hmm. or you have to have people of color like you can do that so they were there painting they were there painting faces painting dots and shit on people's faces so here's the thing right because i've been painting my face for years okay Mm -hmm. i paint my own face and if i were at a festival i might let another black person paint my face yeah yeah when i started painting my face i looked up like face painting i wanted to make sure that i wasn't doing no shit that was appropriating Probably anybody's yeah. culture so i looked up i'm sure that there's information that i don't have and that i couldn't find mm-hmm. i looked up as much as i could and from what i gathered i felt comfortable painting my face i didn't feel like i was doing anything that was appropriating or disrespecting anyone yeah the times i painted my face i just copied off for whatever you did because i'm <laughs> like jay did the research <laughs> Jay did the research and she did this and no one yelled at her. Right. So that's yeah, so that's my level that's my level of like comfort with it, mm-hmm. right? What I would not do ever is ever is go anywhere and let a white woman paint my face. Devil. No, it's <laughs> just no way. I don't care. I don't care if she's a South African. I don't, I don't give a care. fuck. Yo. That's like I don't no. give a fuck. I don't understand. Okay. So as a consumer, I would never that's the other piece I would of never. this. That's the other piece of this. The line for this face painting thing, it was as long as like the line for the read like the year before. It was a wide, it was a crazy long line. It was a crazy long line. And so, okay, so here's the other thing. I think that also there's an element of us being together in these spaces as black people. We, yes, banners say resist and the culture is supposed to be punk and shit like that. We're coming from all different walks of life as black people. Yeah. So even though we come on this podcast and we talk about pay black women, we come on this podcast and we say each other's names. We we have other podcasts that do cool shit. We say their fucking names. Yeah. There are other shows that be like, oh, I don't want to give them no promo, so I'm not going to say their name or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll say anybody. We don't mind. If you are not a fucking asshole, we will say your name. Yeah, if like you're, it's not, If you're uh, um, not negative to the community. Right you get love here of course that's that's but and and those are that's not 
unintentional. Those are our politics. Yeah. So when we see a bar full of white folks talking about old Jamaica, talking about this thing and that thing on their t-shirts, we're going to walk away from yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? When we see a white South African woman, and I didn't talk to her. Somebody mentioned that she, she was South African. I personally don't give a fuck. Was she a black South matter. African? It doesn't fucking matter. We She's still a colonizer. That the, yeah, you're still a colonizer. And then you and I, when I say we, because mm-hmm. I don't know what everyone knows. Right. The way that wealth is distributed in South Africa and the way the, like, I think it's like, what, 10% white and mm-hmm. then everyone else is black? Right. You need to not be here representing South Africa Period. as a white person because you're not and South you, Africa. Which, and what you're not about to do is touch my face and paint it in any kind of way. You are a colonizer. For any kind of, you're so European. that I can express my black There are no self. European face paint designs that I've ever seen. In I don't the, want them, whatever they are. I'm good on that. Y'all paint on canvases, whatever. Well, he painted his face in Braveheart, but I don't know what that was about. That was a movie. and he's a, It wasn't cute, though. He's a Nazi. It was not so, cute. I don't know. It wasn't cute. No. There was a girl with her face painted like that, though. They were iridescent paints. Look. It wasn't cute, honestly, at night. It wasn't. It looked cute in the daytime, but it wasn't cute when it got dark. But anyway. You always defending people. Sorry. Sorry. My point is, that was fucking weird. And as Afropunk, to your point, like. Yeah, you can yeah, you say. Can, it's not racist to say. We we want out. We, we need y'all to. Staff this with black people. people. Or. How about, remember this word that niggas love? Diverse? Yeah, we need this you to have to be, a diverse this staff. This should be a diverse If you're going to be here doing this, mm-hmm. we need to see a diverse staff. Right. Because our consumer is a diverse Absolutely. population. And we want that reflected and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You could set them fucking standards. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. Mm-hmm. So that was uncomfortable. I didn't know that they was doing that. Yeah, I would have pers- like personally. Like I said, I sat in my spot. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, oh, I shit. personally, I would have. I don't, I don't know if if I don't. I don't know if it was mixed up. There's no way I'm I'm doing anything with South Africa and everyone there is white. Yeah, that makes no fucking sense. You can't weird. do a boot dance or not. Like, why would you be here? It was weird. Why would you be here? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like South Africa is like where well, we know the history of the United yeah. States and how white people are here, whatever. But okay, there's white Americans, mm-hmm. there's black Americans, you know, South Africa, like, you know what I mean? Like, those black people were there, and we know those white people just came. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very, like, they don't belong there. Right. Like, we just know that. Mm-hmm. They have no rights mm-hmm. to that space. You know, like, even yeah. here we know. But then they came too, here, they like, could come here and sell us tourism and shit, you know? I don't know. It was That's fucking gross. awkward. That's gross. It was fucking awkward, and I didn't like that. That should be and happy I didn't see. I would have burned the tent. Oh, I wouldn't have burned the tent. Okay. But then I would have destroyed Afropunk. That's good. Oh, but this is what I was saying about us and our politics and shit like that, mm-hmm. is, yes, the line was out the wazoo, and that was disheartening. And so it opens up the conversation for us to have about how we're spending our uh-huh. black dollars. Yes. And and. Here's the other thing. That was a promo thing. I'm sure that I don't think that white woman was collecting money for it. I hope not. I hope not. I got the impression that that was just a part of the experience at this tour. But you're still, but that's still capital. So maybe you're Mm -hmm. not paying for that, but because that tent is there oh yeah, yeah you know what i'm so yeah, it doesn't for sure, matter for sure for sure it does for sure. not matter i'm sure that woman got paid for that yeah day. That's what I'm it saying. could have it, been a black it, woman that got paid it, for that day exactly which so is that, important that doesn't fucking matter right so that was whack and that was washed something else that people that was rubbing people funny so it's always this conversation about punk kind of being pushed to the side yes at afro punk there was punk in the space so there was another 
there was another stage the pink stage was all punk throughout the whole yeah, day the whole. i would call it punk but it was a mixture of like heavy metal and rock and like all that punk shit all that mosh pit shit was there yeah. the whole day it was by the skate park which i think there was one it was like one or two years of afropunk where there was no skating i remember anywhere but and that it was, was like what are we doing you know what happened though the park was going under construction oh those times so i think that's what happened those years i just remember just now okay but i remember two years the park was doing stuff so they didn't oh. have because they used to have the skate park on the other side now it's in the back where the pink stage right. is. It used to be like a climbing Okay, maybe some something shit. was closed off. So it was, um, I know that there was construction. Okay, but that was weird. So yes, yeah, so the punk stage is over there by the skate park. Um, the skate park, right. So when I needed that, I mean, I'm a pretty, I wouldn't call myself, I'm not a metal head. I'm not a head of any anything. And I'm not a anything head or whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, She's a hip hop head. Don't say that. I'll accept it. That's my cross to bear. So anyway, (laughs) when I needed my punk fix and when I looked around and I was like, okay, I need to like hop into a mosh pit or some shit. I went over there and I got into a mosh pit and I got my life and I had an amazing time or whatever. So there was, I would say that there was like that punk metal presence, but it was like off. You did have to walk to a separate stage. What I will say is though, Afropunk is mad packed. And so, personally, I don't feel like where that stage was located, even though it was outside of the immediate, like, okay, here's the park grounds. You just had to walk up the block. You just had to walk literally one block. It was one and it was, block. it was still a part of the festival. Yes. It was still a part of and the festival. And it was, honestly, I think in terms of pacing, I don't think it was necessarily farther than the other stages It wasn't. Were. It wasn't. I didn't think so. Yeah. When I walked there with you, I didn't feel like anything extra right, happened. Right, 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 right. Walk into that stage. So I do understand that it, the the festival used to be more punk centric. So I get that. If I was there from the beginning, and if I was a fucking punk head, and if I was fucking, I don't know, fucking, what is it that like, people like to say? If I was discriminated against for being a punk head mm-hmm. or by other black people. Yes, I I imagine that I would feel those feels. Yeah. So, you know, I can't claim rights to that shit. And I can't claim to understand that. What I will say is that it was there. And if I needed that shit, I could go over there and get that shit. But Jay and I were having a conversation. And when Jay would present to people like, whoa, when people would say to Jay. Right. Oh, it's not as punk as it used to be, and blah, 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 blah. Jay would say, well, there's the pink stage, and blah, blah, blah. All, and all day you could go Jay there Jay was and saying this to people. Day. Jay was saying this to people all day. And people would be like, oh, I ain't walking over there. I'm That's not far. walking over there. So why the fuck are you complaining? If, if, if. Right. You're such a Afropunk purist, mm-hmm. and you needed to stay true to its roots, mm-hmm. Right. Walk to the fucking pink stage or shut the fuck up. Like, I did not get that. I've heard you say that a few Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And every motherfucker would be like, oh, that's fuck. I'm not going over there. And honestly, the reason why I was saying it, the reason I was saying it was because I went over there and I had a great time. And I needed to, I was glad. There was a moment when, I don't remember what you you were doing, but I was like, oh, I think I'm going to pop over to the pink stage for a minute because I needed to do that. Mm -hmm. I needed to do that for myself. I needed to find a mosh pit. I needed to get into it. I needed to do that. I went, because I'm not into mosh pits. I'm not a punk head. I'd probably just like the clothes, to be honest. Okay. Because it seems like women in punk just know how to be naked in really Mm. good ways. Okay. But I knew I needed to see kids. Right. And I knew that's where the kids would be. And I don't mean like little kids. I mean like teenagers. Right. I needed to see them. Enjoying um, themselves. Because I like to see young people enjoying themselves and being free. Like if you see kids being free yes that shit is free yes you know that's, so that's yes, why when yes, you were like that's yes. one of the pink stage even though nothing 
over there was for me. I just mm-hmm. knew that I needed to like see kids, right. being free, right. being punk, and like mm-hmm. just sit there and just people watch. Mm-hmm. That's what I did when we were there. That JPEG, ma- oh my God, I can get emotional again. That JPEG mafia stage. Mm-hmm when it was so many kids just happy mm-hmm. just happy fucking kids yo yeah. happy happy push what i love in a fucking mosh pit is seeing somebody turn around like a young teenager smiling yeah these motherfuckers they're pushing each other around fucking happy and mm-hmm. excited and like free and i kind of like and it could have been by accident or on purpose i don't know afropunk's ideas Mm -hmm. but i kind of like that it was off to the side like that because it was able to still be its own kind of like counterculture within the culture um which is a lot of what afropunk started on like being a part of the counterculture of blackness or whatever like that so i think I think it was strategically they were over there, placed over there. Having a good time. There was, it wasn't no performative shit. Yeah. Everybody was in there having a good time, enjoying chilling. each other. They was chilling. Having a blast. So, But what I, what I will say, though, is something that was good about the first few years when we, met, when we were there, and it was more infused, I guess, into what people are saying, the main festival, even though it was, but whatever the fuck. I will say it was helpful... If you were not someone who particularly went looking for punk and shit like that, it was helpful to give those bands access to a larger audience. Mm -hmm. So I do understand that kind of thing. Well, if we separate all this music like this, then how are we going to... People are not being introduced to new music. So, you know what I'm saying? So, that kind of thing I felt. But how separate is it if it's in the same festival? It's right. a, like they're making you do the work. Because yeah. before, they were doing all the work and mixing mm-hmm. the stuff up. So, if they're trying to get bigger and be larger, right. now it's okay for you to do work. They're yeah. still providing all of these people in the same mm-hmm. space. You just got to walk to the pink stage. Mm-hmm. And stop being lazy. You know, <laughs> stop being lazy. Walk to the fucking pink stage. If you need the punk, yep. walk to the pink stage. Yep. Now, I'm not into punk, so I don't know the degree of like, maybe they mean bigger acts in punk or things like that. Right. They could be referring to if that, okay, then fine, I get mm-hmm. it. But if this festival wants to grow, right, because mm-hmm. we still live in a capitalistic America, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. I think that people, there are people who have a problem with it being a festival for like popular black music like it there are people saying i was reading a thread today yeah of complainers i don't want to dismiss you as complainers but i was reading a thread they of are. complainers today they and are. they were saying that they if you're not doing something about it you're a complainer so yeah. there's that it's my that. mommy's well what they did do which i'm not going to do here because i don't remember or care they did include a list of like other punk shit happening throughout the year okay that's that you good could go to yeah so whoever did that is not a complainer. Right, yes. I will, I will say that. So that was, that was helpful for whoever was in there looking for that. Mm-hmm. So someone was saying that they don't like that this, it's a catch-all, that the festival should not be a catch-all for popular black music or mm-hmm. whatever, that it shouldn't be like, oh, this is the black festival, which I understand that because you used to have a black punk festival. Yeah. So I get that. Uh-huh. But... I still don't know another safe space like Afropunk. You and I create safe spaces. They are at a smaller scale. And I have a fucking blast. And I love that shit. And they're growing. And they're fucking dope. They're not Afropunk. Yeah. It's it's different. Mm -hmm. It's different. And I don't want to be Afropunk. I want to do what we do. You know what I'm saying? And that's great. And I want to keep doing that. But the safe space that Afropunk provides at the scale in which it provides it 
is it still serves a purpose and honestly it's not what it was not a punk festival necessarily anymore but it's something else that i think still serves a purpose that we didn't have exactly and i think that i've i think i said this last year we was a guest on someone's podcast i can't remember who oh we were um, talking to justin on three-fifths but i think people like punk means a lot of things like that word punk the reason why that was called punk rock was because it was a counterculture because Mm -hmm. it was a resistance because it was all these other things that afro punk says it is and represents that's what punk is so right. like they people get caught up in the word punk as if that's only like a genre mm-hmm. and i don't think that's why you know what i mean like, i don't yeah. think that is the mission statement of afro punk to just promote black punk mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. like it's grown from that it's been like yeah. what 13 fucking years yeah i don't know anybody who was from when they were born to 13 who are exactly the same mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. So speaking of Afropunk, we talked about we've been talking about safe space a lot and mm-hmm. and we want to acknowledge that we speak about safe spaces as two um uh, for the most part able-bodied cisgendered black women um who are both heteronormative presenting, mm-hmm. yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um I'm straight queen is queer yeah and so i we speak from that privilege yeah is my point so a story came out recently erica hart who has been a mainstay at afropunk for years for anyone unfamiliar erica hart had i don't know what the surgery is called but she had breast cancer mastectomy maybe i'm not sure is that remove your breast because of breast cancer okay I don't well she didn't have the whole breast removed. I think it was either a portion but she no longer has nipples or maybe she had the did she have the had breast removed, removed and I think and she then, had breast implants. Oh, okay. I could be wrong though. Okay. All right. Um but I would call her a breast cancer so, activist or mm-hmm. like a also like body positive activist yeah, or just she's a an general image activist. image activist I would say as yeah. well. But a general activist, badass bitch. Mm-hmm. She's been photographed all over the place, um, most notably at Afropunk, which she talks about a lot. Yeah. I think she mentioned that being the first time that she uh like went out yeah, topless. topless. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So she was known for doing that. She also has a podcast with her partner. I believe the podcast is called From Hood rap to head wraps. Yeah. Hood rats. Hood rat to head wraps yeah. or head wraps to hood rat. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Google it. You'll find it. Yes. They have a podcast together talking about activist type shit and everyday shit. Mm-hmm. So they were at Afropunk. Erica Hart was being interviewed in the VIP area. She told this story on her Instagram story. So that's where I'm getting this from. Yeah. It was on Instagram and somebody reposted it to Facebook when I saw it. And they were in the VIP section. Erica's partner, Ebony, who is a trans man, was there in a t-shirt that said, on the back it said boycott. What's the name of the nail salon where they um they beat know. those black women with the pipes? I don't know. Okay, so the nail salon that we're all boycotting and not fucking with in Brooklyn, where mm-hmm. they beat those two black women with pipes on camera, mm-hmm. and then nothing happened to them, and those black women were, women were arrested. On one side, it said that on the back, and then mm-hmm. on the front it said Afro sold out to white consumption yes. or sold out for white consumption. It just said Afro, it didn't say Afropunk. It said Afropunk. Okay. Yeah, it said Afropunk sold out to white consumption or sold out for white consumption. Yeah. So that's what it said on the t-shirt. They're in the VIP area and he said a few people were looking at his shirt, um, but it was just regular looks. It didn't seem like anything, you know, alarming. And then I think some people started to look like more intently, yeah. which was strange. 
And Matthew Morgan, who is one of the founders of Afropunk. Yeah. Um, the two that I know are Jocelyn Cooper and Matthew Morgan. Jocelyn mm-hmm. is a black woman. Matthew Morgan, a black man. Yeah. And Matthew approaches Ebony and is like, what's your shirt about? Mm-hmm. What's that about? And he's like, well, it's just, you know, this is the message. This is just what it is. This is my yeah. shirt. This is what was, what's the problem? Yeah um because we're in what's supposed to be a punk space is afropunk yeah afropunk sold shirts i have one they sold shirts one year that said fuck afropunk right that's this is like punk yeah. shit you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yes. it's like whatever express yourself do you resist 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 right so if this is how ebony feels and this is how he chooses to express himself what's the problem it did it didn't say harm afropunk no. heard afropunk or whatever the message was afropunk sold out yeah that was his message and uh, matthew basically confronts ebony like well what are you wearing that for this is my do you know who i am this is my house is the quote that erica said he said yeah this is my house like basically you don't don't show up come to my house disrespecting it so he's like so so why are y'all here so why are you here security came Mm -hmm. and he had them forcibly removed from the vip section but the way that they describe the event i'm just i'm telling the second hand the way that they talk about what happened it felt unsafe that sounds unsafe right at a place that says it's safe right says it's safe for everyone literally has signs saying why Mm -hmm. it's safe because these certain things are not Mm -hmm. allowed in this fucking space no homophobia no transphobia no bullying all these no fat phobia like all of it right and so ebony who i have never met Mm -hmm. but i get the impression me as a person who's almost tall i get the impression that ebony is a smaller frame as um, like shorter than you? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. But I would either assume way, it doesn't matter. I think so. I'm not positive. But either way, Ebony is a trans man. Yes. And so there is there is a way in which trans folks are disrespected, yep. disregarded, mm-hmm. silenced, muted. That had Matthew Morgan be taught been speaking to uh, a cis black ma- man, man, it would be different. It would be different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It would be different. Had it not been Matthew, had it not been a man, also I feel, who felt Felt threatened by someone Because that sounds like some fragile 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 masculinity masculinity shit. Right. We're at Afropunk. Why do you feel so threatened by a fucking t-shirt? One person has a t-shirt on. One. Well, it's the word white that I think made everyone made him uncomfortable. Because 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 people think white the word white is offensive. Yep. So that's that's a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know? yep. So that whole exchange I ain't never get that angry over a fucking t shirt. Yeah. A yeah. t shirt? Well, name? I've never seen anyone wear a t shirt that said fuck Genesia, so there's that. But that didn't say his name. It didn't say his name, it said the corporation. If you saw a shirt that said fuck T with Queen and J. I would feel very important. I would too. <laughs> I'd be like, "Word." I would, I would be like, you got so that man? I would ask if I didn't know the you person. You got that man. If I didn't know the person, I'd be like, "Well, what had happened? Like, what? No. T- talk to me. So, Look, what's the what's the issue? I would. What's be, the issue? No, I would be like, "Well, we got the. How much you pay for that? <laughs> Who's selling? These? You did all of that for me. Then there's that. Who's selling these? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'd be curious, but I wouldn't need to have them kicked out of my quote unquote punk festival. That you've. 
fucking invited them to. Yes. And that you invited them and to. And one of them says someone someone who was a part of kicking them out of VIP, someone says to Erica, Oh, I recognize you. Like I've seen you before. Like I know who you are, uh-huh. right? Because she's fucking Erica Hart. And yeah. she's one of the images when you think of Afropunk. Yes. She's one of the popular images that we associate with the festival. She's mm-hmm. one of the images who we were talking about this off mic, you said this, who have helped to keep that brand thriving, thriving. and growing in the yes. way that it has. Mm-hmm. These images, okay, social media and and we were kind of there when they were building We used to go back when it was media. free. Yes. When it was free. We used to go back when it was free, when they were building the Afropunk it, army, yes. when they were building their social media shit, yes. when all of that was like kind of just coming about. So these are people who have helped that brand to grow. You know A what I'm lot, saying? Yeah, there are then, faces who we recognize who have helped spread the word and have people traveling to New York before they were all over the place. You know, now you can go to one in Atlanta, you can go to Johannesburg, you can go to Paris. It was only in New York before. Yeah. People would travel. People still travel yeah. to come to the one in Brooklyn. There's something that Erica said in her t- um, Twitter thread. I read the thread at the end of the video where she talked about, and I'm like, she's absolutely right because I was a part of that free labor. Mm-hmm. But Afropunk has built itself on a lot of free labor from right. oppressed people. Mm-hmm. And for them to treat, a per- to treat her and her partner that way where mm-hmm. they got free labor um yep. from erica for years for years mm-hmm. because of her imagery mm-hmm. um afropunk has a bevy of images mm-hmm. just because photographers are there taking pictures that they're not paying to take these pictures right. that well they have white photographers now there who are being paid yeah but, but i'm talking about how they got to this no point. i know i just wanted to highlight oh though, yeah now, now they're, they're being they're, paid now, they're, no, no. now there are white people there being paid. being paid but right. before it was just photographers who was out and about on their grind, mm-hmm. um, taking pictures and tagging Afropunk and Afropunk would use that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the labor that Afropunk has used to get to this point has been off the backs of oppressed people. Mm-hmm. And for them to not, the fact that, what is his name, Matthew? Mm-hmm. was so offended by that shirt because he fucking knows it's true. Mm-hmm. Like you, the people you pay now, the way in which they run Afropunk now with all of this paid labor is now when I'm seeing more and more of these white faces mm-hmm. that were not there when we were going to the festival when it was right. free and you was benefiting off of the free labor mm-hmm. of all the other oppressed people because you knew that we couldn't do these things in other spaces. Mm-hmm. So you use that for the exposure model mm. to grow your brand. Mm-hmm. Now the brand is like a national international thing right. and now it's like get the fuck out of my house because you're talking right. about my relationship with white capitalism right. like are you fucking serious and, and that's something that they said on the video was whose house is this really yeah you know what i'm saying Ron's so, house no, <laughs> so you built i'm sorry that i laughed at that <laughs> so you built you built this brand yes afropunk you are a co-founder this is like your brainchild here we are whatever but you built it off the backs of, of oppressed people. Yes, who helped support this? Who believed in it? Believed who, in it. I know. I there know are people that I, I know who have been sorry. I mean, because mm-hmm. who have been going to Afropunk, doing the same like similar image activism, and have made that place popular because they were already popular on the internet. Yes. So you would invite these people to come to your Afropunk, mm-hmm. take pictures or whatever, spread the word in this way that is free advertising for y'all. Mm-hmm. Use that shit for years, and then this year I don't see those people anymore. Mm-hmm. That was something that I kept bringing up to Jay. I'm like, there's people we used to see here every year who would visually like 
bad bitches mm-hmm. and who would be here and i didn't see a lot of those people a few of them were still there but nah it was, it was different those right. same those people that they used to invite to be the image mm-hmm. of afropunk weren't there anymore yeah they didn't want that free label they like it's yeah. <laughs> gross and that's the i guess that's the piece of it that's weird for me is that like i get that things grow i get that things grow um and change but i guess for me it's like okay so how do we still honor make sure that we're honoring one another yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. how do we still make sure that we are creating the safe space that people come for and come to enjoy yeah you know like what is that is that piece of it because it's still there it's still there but how do we make it so that everybody can feel safe Mm -hmm. how do we make it so that while we're putting on these shirts and on these placards and banners um the people resist no homophobia no transphobia no trumpism no fat phobia no racism no sexism no all that other shit Mm -hmm. how do we also make sure that all those things all those hashtags are built into the lifestyle how do we make sure that the old heads who were there from the beginning are changing and learning and growing and evolving and how do you stay true to your mission statement you know what I mean? Like, has he read the mission mis- statement? That, that's what I'm lately. saying. Like, how far exactly? Right. How much do they relate to their actual mission statement? Mm-hmm. And has this evolved into just a capitalistic venture? Right. And if it has, I'm not saying it's okay, but do that over there. Mm-hmm. Don't put that under the guise of your mission statement being we resist no homophobia, no transphobia, and all of those things. Because Ebony was still at the festival. Regardless mm-hmm. of Ebony's resistance with that shirt, they were still actively at the festival right. being a part of Afropunk. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what their shirt says. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like... Not like choose your battles, but like that was just stupid mm-hmm. and all ego filled. That was like fragile masculinity, yeah, like yeah. to its fullest, right, for no reason. And now the same image activists who helped grow you mm-hmm. can fucking help be your demise. Got a podcast be, you, now. You don't fucked so, up now. Yeah, what's that? What's that? And you know you don't fucked up. You know, now. You know you don't fucked up yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You know you don't fucked up. No, now. that's not juice. That's um. Don't be minutes to South. Don't be a menace. No, don't be a menace, mm-hmm. though. They took that from, I think it was Clockers. I don't remember. Clockers. Yeah, that was the spoof. They took oh. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, don't be a menace. Not the drinking one. I don't know. Whatever. One of them black gangster movies. Uh-huh. You know you don't fuck them yeah, now. Yeah, I think that was from Clockers. You know you don't fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. You know you don't fuck them now. Pretty much. So Pretty mm-hmm. much. So, yeah, I sent that video to somebody that I know over there who doesn't work, probably doesn't work in that department. But I was like, <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> i can't i just had a great time this weekend i can't now see that like black folks were made to feel unsafe and mistreated yeah. and harmed and not do anything with this so i'm gonna talk about it on my podcast i'm gonna send it to whoever occasionally responds to my emails at afropunk and i hope that a public enough apology is made mm-hmm. to ebony and yes. to erica yes and i hope that some of the ways in which i hope that we build on that safe spaces for black folks yeah we need to build on that yeah. you know and there was one year where we were there and we felt like the security 
Oh was, my gosh, that was last year. We talked about it. We, we yeah, talked that was about last it on the show. year. I felt like the security was, was from like they were policing us in a nation, way that was reminiscent they was of from, like, like the National Guard or some shit. They remind me of Nation of Islam security in a bad way because you know that's the life I live. Yes, of course. Um, or like Black Panther, like militant, like mm-hmm. militant for no reason. Like you ain't God enough and you don't got a gun. Like relax. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it was it was unnecessary. Yeah. and it was like okay, it's the I let do. Out. I'm happy that they didn't use that security company again. Right. Right, right. It did feel more chill than last year. Yeah, because they were again, kicking us out, but it was nice. True that. But again, we're speaking as heteronormative, able, you know, able-bodied, right? People. That too. They need to be a little more. I felt like the space is not. I'm an able-bodied person. Right. Right. Um, it's not very accessible it's for not, different types of bodies. It's not. Yeah, I was watching the way there were a lot of folks there in wheelchairs, and and I say a lot, but I felt like. Had it been made more accessible, it could have been more. I will, I will say for me personally, that's the Afropunk is the place where I see the most disabled people. Right. As far as concerts and music mm-hmm. festivals that I go to mm-hmm. ever. Right. That's usually the most. So right. I do think that they. I don't know. I don't know what they do, but I do notice that they. I do notice more disabled people at Afropunk yeah. than I do at other music festivals mm-hmm. or even concerts. Yeah. But that park is not highly accessible like right. if we wanted to go to the pink stage we had to walk downstairs and then yeah, you know or, like or go the like long that. way or go the long way they could go out the back but they would have they go would, out what back the back side of the park where we came where the vip entrance was they could go out that way and then loop around and avoid stairs but it said no re-entry oh right yes you're right yes you yeah. were, you're leaving the festival true, to do that true 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 so how are you you know like so just things like that yeah. so maybe you could have been a young punk person who wanted to do that mm-hmm. but you couldn't go maybe to that space. but maybe that's interesting maybe they had to set up that way for um disabled folks i don't i don't know that part yeah that it might have been set up but who knows mm-hmm. but the shit that we saw it was there was a yeah like what you said it was just a lot of stuff that was not accessible yeah like, just it just even the bathrooms is all porta potties and how mm-hmm. do you I'm an able bodied person, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But how do you go about like the porta potties we had in VIP, we had to go up steps. Right. To get into you know, just things that Yeah were not Yeah. This wasn't hugely accessible. Yeah. It it was I don't know what they are doing to be accessible. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they're probably doing something. But yeah. the stuff that we saw it just felt like it could have been more accessible. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the way that crowds are set up and, you know, yeah. festivals are crowded, but just mm-hmm. watching them navigate certain things, it was just like there has to be a better way for them to get what they need to enjoy this festival. Yeah, because they pay the same price. Yeah, like this This seems like this seems like a lot. So I, I don't know. Space, ramps, but it was a lot that I saw that it just didn't seem. It was a, it's like. It says no ableism, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It wasn't. I like, don't know. But if you are, if you are a disabled person, and if you want to talk about your experience at Afropunk um, us with up. us, hit us up. We would yeah, love to talk to love somebody to talk about to that because yeah. we were just watching, and it just seemed difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just seemed harder than it than. To me, it, it seemed harder. If you up. wanted to do anything other than the green stage, it seemed hard. Right. Which was like the main stage. Yeah. If you, yeah, it seemed hard Mm because even to like go to other places, it was, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I had a good time. 
I had a great time. Thank you for everyone who saw me and gave me drugs. Yes, thanks for everything. Thanks for that. <laughs> I did not take any edibles, but thank you for everything else that I was given. Yes. Thank you to Jasmine, not my sister Jasmine, but a listener who came up to us and said, what's yes. up? Thank you so much. It was so good seeing it you. It was I'm really nice. Sorry if you. I made that weird. But yeah, thank you. And we kept saying that we were going to be at Afropunk. We know that it's hard to connect at Afropunk. So when we were first saying, oh, we're going to be at Afropunk, we were like leading up to an announcement to say, oh, we will be here in this spot and you can meet us here. That didn't end up happening. But thank you anyway to everybody who saw us and said, what's up? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, yo. I had a good time. Yeah, I did too. I, I did too. Had a good time. We did do a motherfucking show. If you were at Afropunk and you are a black woman vendor or an indigenous woman vendor, sh- give us a shout and we will feature you in our pay, pay black, black women, women section. Yes. If you were at Afropunk and you bought stuff there from a black woman or from a black owned business that you wanted to give a shout out. Not a white South African. No, not a white South African. Hit us up. Let us know what's good because that's what we're about, yo. Please be sure to follow us on all the social medias at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram at T with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. And please check out our website, T with Queen and J.com for all things T with Queen and J. Yeah. What else? Be sure. We at the end of the episode. If you're still here, that means you love us. You do. So that means subscribe. Whatever app you're using to listen to us, subscribe. Make it permanent. Make it so that we pop up in your feed every week, every Tuesday. Yes, rate, review, mm-hmm. rate, review, rate, and review. That's right. Those help. Those are ways that you can donate without giving money. Yes, please do that. Hashtags, yeah? Yes, Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Hashtag Afropunk. Why not? Hashtag you okay, sis. I had to you okay, sis, somebody today. I thought I had to you okay, sis, the other day. But I didn't. But I was like ready to you okay, sis. Yeah, that's a good one to to remember. Yes, you You okay, okay, sis. sis. Hashtag say her name. Hashtag stop killing trans women. Hashtag all black lives matter. Hashtag 4C hair. Hashtag 4C hair forever. Hashtag natural hair hashtag get out my face get out my face hashtag disability to white hashtag keep my name out your mouth hashtag keep my name out your mouth hashtag listen to black women listen to black women hashtag pay black women hashtag hire black women hashtag know how to ride yo hashtag black women should paint black women's faces (laughs) yes yes hashtag we out this episode of tea with queen and jay podcast was created oh, and produced. Oh, no, you do it. I was saying it for you. Although we were doing it together. I was like, what's created and no. produced <laughs> by a black girl. You did that very well. <laughs> named Janicia and a black girl named Naima recorded at the Indie Creative Network by somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Brandon. By Brandon. Brandon did it. Thank you. I'm very much a lesbian, okay? And I think it's... <laughs> Stop gotten, the presses. I've gotten gayer, guys. The haircut is... Cut off all the hair, huh? Cut it all off. you do it? I, one, I've been thinking about it for a while. And I think, to, if, I, if I can get deep with you, I felt like I was holding on to a piece of femininity that would make the world feel comfortable with who I am. And I think I thought for a long time, well, if I cut my hair, then, like, I'll be a stud. I'll be, I'll be in that, you know, in the gay world, there's a lot of categories. I'll be a stud or I'll be a butch. And I always thought, well, no, I'm not that. I'm, like, so soft. And I said, oh, I got to put that down because that's something that is outside of me. 
And when I, now they say I'm just gonna do it, and I cut it, and I felt, I felt so free and so happy and so joyful, and I really stepped into myself. And if people think call me a butch or say she's stud or say call me sir out in the world, so what? So be it. You know what I mean? And I'm here with like a Prada suit on, not a stitch of makeup, and a haircut. I feel like why can't I exist in the world in that way?